Good morning, good morning. So first, I just, I just really want to begin by once again thanking everyone who helped to make last night's seum such a, a beautiful and meaningful and overwhelming experience. A true Kavara Torah, Smcha Satora, and I hope that we all emerge from it feeling like we're really part of something very special. I mean, part of something very special and part of being such a beautiful Hevra, being part of something very special in being part of, of a movement of Talmud Torah. I realized that there's one person I neglected to thank last night, which was, and we thank him at every single seum, which was the, the, the Lubliner Rav, Rameer Shapiro of Lublin, who, of course, again, as the, as the father of the Dafyomi and a man who I've said many times did not merit to have his own biological offspring, yet each of us who learns the Daf has the opportunity to be one of his spiritual offspring. Lablina Rav has given us so much in our lives by having us do a blot of Gemara each and every day. For that, we, our lives are enriched and Amir Hashem, his neshama should have an aliyah. So I will say, let us begin. I want to begin by thanking our sponsors for this morning's shir. To thank our Talmud Torah uh, to sponsors, Shmuley and Libodinovitz, for dedicating the Shi'urim this month in the Schusel of a, an Aliyah for the Neshama of Shmuli's father, Harav Peretz Avram, Ben Rabin Yamin Moshe Zichrona Livracha. Our week of learning sponsors, Iron Miriam Grossman, in memory of Miriam's father, Aryeh Ben Moshe, our Dafyomi sponsor, Michael Juddelson, commemoration of the yard site of Perry Juddelson, Zichrona Livracha, and Linda and Michael Elman. In the merit of, or I should say, commemoration of the yard site of Rav David Lifshitz, Zechat Tzadik, Livracha, the Slovakia Rav, whose yard site is today, we hope that in the merit of our Talmud Torah, all of the Neshamas will have an Aliyah and the families a Nechama. I will say with that, let us begin. Shechianu v'kiyimanu v'higyanu l'azmanazeh. Today we have the opportunity, no, not the opportunity, the privilege, and not just the privilege, an overwhelming, magnificent privilege to begin Mesechus Ksuvis. Ksuvis is an incredible Mesechus. Ksuvis is known as Shas Katan. Small Shas. Why? Because Hafachba, Vahafachba, Dekulaba. Anything and everything that you want to find in Torah, you will find in Ksuvis. So many different topics, many different subjects. Halacha, Hashkafa, Agarata, incredible Sugis. It's all here. It's all here. So this is a really very, very, very exciting Masechta to begin. And I have to tell you, it is so beautiful. First of all, it's beautiful to welcome back some old faces who were here for previous Masechtas and now are back, Baruch Hashem. It's to welcome new faces. And I will say with that, let us begin. Daf Abisula gets married, ultimately on a Wednesday. Now, if you look at Rashi, Rashi says over here, Takanas chachomim hi, so ultimately, again, we're going to see the concept. Now, again, like every Mishnah, we'll talk about the concepts, and then Amir Tashem will delve into them in the Gemara. So Basula, Basula also refers to, again, a, 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 literally translated a version, a woman, first marriage. First marriage, who's going to get married there is a Takanas, thank you, a Takanas Chazal, that she should get married on a Wednesday. The Almana, the Omechamishi, and Almana, a widow. Then I will say, we'll see ultimately again if widow means Dafka widow, or perhaps widow means what? Widow means what? Anyone who's not a first marriage, and any second marriage and beyond, should get married on a, on a Thursday. Why? What's the Pshat? And I will say, this is going back on Psula, on Basula. Shepamim, Shepamayim Bishabis, Bate Dini Yoshin, Yoshin. Because for two days out of the week, Beisdin sits in session Ba'ayoros in the cities Ba'yomasheni u'b'yomachamishi on Tuesdays and Thursdays. So what's what's the pshat? What does Basula go? Sorry, Mondays and Thursdays. Excuse me. What does what does Basula getting married on 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 Wednesday have to do with Beisdin sitting in session on Mondays and Thursdays? Shem hayelotainus basulim. If ultimately after getting married, a man has a claim against his wife that she's not a basula. The next morning, in other words, they're getting married on Wednesday, he goes ahead and sees that she's not a besula. Ultimately, he's able to take the matter to Beisdin on Thursday. On Thursday. So we'll say, let's take a look at Rashi over here. Says Rashi, So first of all, Rashi says, So we'll say, this concept 
that Bazin would sit in session on Mondays and Thursdays was one of the Takranas of Ezra, one of the enactments of Ezra, 10 Takranas. We're actually going to talk more about this later on in the Gemara. So, so why did Chazal Institute that a Basul should get married? On a Wednesday, listen to this, because this way like this, a couple gets married on Wednesday, ultimately they consummate their marriage Wednesday night. If there is a claim from the husband against the wife that she's not a besula, so what's the Ultimately, again, this way, Thursday morning he'll wake up, and what? Go to Beisdin. Now, why Thursday morning? Because Thursday morning is still upset. Now, both just understand, what, what does it mean he finds that she's not a basula? What, 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 what does that mean? So what's the concern over here? The concern was adultery. Remember again, halacha lamaisa, we're going to see actually in today's daf that there was often up to a year between erisin and nisuin. Erisin and nisuin. Once a woman has erisin, again, which we'll, we'll discuss these stages, halacha lamaisa, she's a married woman, which means if she has a relationship with another man after erisin, even though after erisin, what's happened? What's happened? We've seen enough to know that halacha lamaisa, the man has given the woman an item of value. They are not yet living together, but they're married. So if she were to go ahead and have a relationship with another man, that is adultery. So the concern over here is, if Reuven marries Rachel, we can't get away from Reuven and Rachel. They're coming with us from Yevamas to Ksuvas now. So if Reuven marries Rachel, he thinks that she's a basula. They get married. It turns out she's not a basula. He doesn't know what's going on over here. What, 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 what happened? Now, I both said there could be many explanations for her not being a besula, or at least not having the physical signs of besula that don't have to do with adultery. We'll talk about that in the Gemara. But Lamaisa, again, at first blush, we're wondering what, what exactly happened over here. So this is, look at the Lashon of Rashi, it's fascinating. So therefore, the, the, the Rashi explains that Chazal said, get married on a Wednesday. This way, if he doesn't find besulim, while he's still upset, while he's still upset, ultimately, again, he'll go to Beisdin. He'll go to Beisdin. We'll say, why? Otherwise, what are we concerned about? You see, if Beisdin is not open the morning after he gets married, what are we concerned? What are we concerned about, says Rashi? He'll calm down. Now, Bose, I want to point something out. Normally, calming down after you get angry is a good thing. Right? That, that's what we aspire to do. Here, the concern is that something may have happened. Something illicit and illegal may have happened. And ultimately, again, you cannot go ahead and afford for the husband just to overlook this. This matter has to be dealt with. Now, I'll just point out three incredible lessons just from the opening, just from the opening statement of the Mishnah. Lesson number one is that sometimes new beginnings are difficult. Here's a good example of one, right? So, so let me say, you know, so it, it's important to expect turbulence with any new initiative in life. We often look at turbulence as a sign that something's wrong. I've gone down the wrong path. I've chosen the wrong way. Again, how does our Mishnah begin? Why? Because marriage or any other new life thing sometimes encounters speed bumps. And it's important to understand that. Lesson number two. Lesson number two. I will say a person has to make sure that they do not become dulled to the negative things in life. You know, I will say, you know, I'll give you an example of this. And this, I think this, and then we're really going to, because I, I was Macabre Yankees most of last night about Ahmed Bey's. Right? So we're going we're gonna to spend, uh, thank you. Thank, and thank you for doing it, Barabim. I appreciate that also. Right? So, 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 so we're going to, so I, 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 I'll just mention this, which is always like, you know how, you know, I'll tell you where this happens. You know, like sometimes, especially if you're a yeshiva guy, and maybe then again, you go to work, you get your first job, and you hear nivel peh, right? You hear someone say, like, a, like, like, just use really foul language. Really foul language, which unfortunately is often very common in the world. In the world. What's your first reaction? What's your first reaction? Like, it's, I, I, worked, in, I worked in accounting for a couple of months, and, and I walked into an orientation and I thought I was in a bar, like, like literally, like I could not, I, this is how human, like this is how people talk. This, this, this is like, and it was just like, it was just like, whatever. Yeah, you got it. Right? I, you know, it, it was, it, it, it's wild. It's, it's absolutely wild. But something amazing happens, which is the first time it's shocking. The second time it's jarring. 
The third time, it's upsetting, right? The fourth time, it's annoying. And the fifth time, you don't even hear it. It's the nature of being exposed to negative influences. That what happens is over time, my sensitivities drop. And over time, just I'm not, I'm not as spiritually alert to things as I once was. And we'll say it's incredible what Rashi's saying over here. Over here, what's the concern? What's the concern? That if the basula gets married on a Tuesday, on a Tuesday, he sees she's not a, she, she, he sees she's not a basula. So what happens? But Paisen's not open until Thursday. So what are we concerned about? We're concerned that he's just going to kind of like calm down. He'll take a deep breath. That was, I want to be clear, in every other area of life, calming down is good. Calming down is good. Here, what we're concerned about is, will the husband's sensitivities be dulled to the fact that something may have happened? Again, maybe something didn't happen, but Lamaisa, it's got to be dealt with. It's amazing how time dulls our sensitivity to the negative things in life. So accept the fact that there is sometimes this turbulence in the beginning, and I both say a person has to be ever vigilant to maintain proper Yiddish sensitivities, proper Jewish sensitivities, because often we're in a world where those sensitivities are not shared, and enough exposure to that world dulls the sensitivities. Keep your sensitivities at highest levels in order to maintain your Kiddusha. So Rashi goes on and Rashi says, I know there was number three, but it's too late. It took, the first two took too long. So again, so, now, so therefore again, Rashi explains over here, this was a Takanos Chazal. So Takanos Chazal is, Basula gets married on a Wednesday. This way again, if there's no Basulim, husband could show up at Beisdin on Thursday morning and immediately deal with Yeshua. So again, just to be clear, the absence of Basulim doesn't automatically mean adultery but it requires an explanation. And if it's not because it's not adultery, then it has to be explained some other way as well. Good. We'll say that's the Mishnah. Mazel Tov on completing the first Mishnah of Meseches Ksuvas. Beautiful. Says the Gemara, Amr Rav Yosef, Rami Yehudah, Meshmuel, Mipnei Ma, Amr Rabbi says the Amr So we'll say this is a fascinating exchange. So Rav Yosef, said the Amr Rabbi, the same name Meshmuel. So we'll say all of this said over the name Meshmuel. Why does a Basula get married on a Wednesday? Because we learned, we'll say because we learned, we're going to see, we're going to see that this is on, sorry, 48B, a couple of weeks, we'll see this in Mirat Hashem. I'm sorry. Because we learned, this is a fascinating case. Take a look at Rashi again. Would be given 12 months to ready herself for marriage. 12 months. That, that was the established time frame. 12 months. Now, what would she do during those 12 months? Or actually, already alludes to it over here. What would she do? She would go ahead and get herself ready with her tachshitin, her jewelry, everything else. Fine. 12 months. Now, both sides. Once 12 months elapses, the husband has an obligation to marry her. To now, to now finish, you know, do nisuin, to finish, to finish. To which she says, what happens if a year goes by? And husband doesn't marry her. Now we'll see why that is. But let's say he doesn't marry her. What's that? Ochlos mishalova ochlos betruma. So we'll say at that point in time, if he does not yet marry her, he assumes the responsibility for her support. It's fascinating. See, even though they're not yet, they, they have not yet had any suing, not yet had any suing, but Lamaisa, if a year goes by, he has not married her, he assumes responsibility for support. We'll say to the point that what? To the point that Allah Lamaisa, if he's a coin, she could begin to eat truma. Now, I will say, remember again, we learned this in Yavamis. At what point in time, technically, can the married woman begin to eat truma? At what point in time? Erison, excellent. Right? Erison, really. So why did Chazal say an Arusa can't eat truma? Right? There are two possibilities, but we go with the possibility of the concern that maybe she's going to take it back to her father's home. Right? She's not living with her husband. She's going to take it back to her father's home. But Midoraisa. Once a woman has Arisen, she is permitted to go ahead and eat Truma. So therefore, again, the Gemara says, if a year elapses and he doesn't marry her, he assumes financial, he assumes financial support. Plus, if he's a Kohen, she can begin to eat Truma. So the Gemara says, listen to this. Supposed to listen to this. What happens if the year falls out on a Sunday? So right, 
Ruvain does Erisin with Rachel. Good. Mazel tov. They said a year from now for the Chasana. So now what is the Gemara teaching me? That if a year, go, year comes and year goes, Halacha Lamaisa, again, he has to support her. What happens if the year falls, the, and the anniversary of Erisin falls out on a Sunday? Now I will say, what's our problem? What's our problem? The Mishnah has just said, that Absalom has to get married on a Wednesday. But now a year has gone by and it's Sunday. What's that? So, you might have thought that even if the anniversary of Erisin comes out on a Sunday, now if he doesn't marry her on Sunday, he has to assume financial responsibility. No. Therefore, again, our Mishnah says, Absalom gets married on Wednesday. So, what that means is, if the anniversary of Erison falls out on Sunday, husband doesn't have to assume financial responsibility for his wife until when? Until when? Wednesday. In other words, if he fails to marry her by Wednesday, then even though they haven't yet had any suing, Halach HaLemais, he has to support her. Then I both say, here is the problem with this. So just to understand what just, well, before we get to the problem, let's just understand what Shmuel just did. Shmuel just combined, just combined two concepts, right? Shmuel said, why does, he, here's his question. Why does the basula get married on Wednesday? What's the, what's the importance of that halacha? And what he says is the importance of that halacha is something, something we're going to learn a Mishnah later on, a Mishnah later on, where we talk about the idea that if a year goes by after Nisuin, sorry, after Erisin, and husband hasn't done Nisuin, he has to assume her financial responsibility. You might have thought that if the anniversary falls out on a Sunday, and he fails to marry her on a Sunday, he assumes that financial responsibility as well. Kamash Malan! No, if the anniversary falls out on a Sunday, he actually gets a couple of extra days and he won't be on the financial hook until Wednesday. Says the Gemara. It doesn't make any sense. Mari Davram. Mari Davram. So we'll say, literally again, by, by the God of Avraham. We'll say, the God of Avraham is like a lotion that's used when someone is so profoundly bothered with a question. With a question. I'll say, I actually saw that the Sasemis brings down, why is it called Mori Davram? And we'll say, Avram Avinu was the one in the world who asked the most burning question. The most, what, what was the most burning question? He says, who runs the world? There has to be someone who runs the world, right? That was the question that bothered Avram Avinu to no end, that ultimately led him on his path to the Ribbono Shel Olam. There must be a Balabira. There must be a master over, over the tower. Who runs the world? So the Sassamus brings down that when you see someone use, when someone asks a question and they say, Mare da Avram, by the God of Avraham, they mean like they have like such a big question on this. So Rabbi Yosef says, Mare da Avram, Tali Tanya Bidalo Tanya. I don't understand. Shmuel, what are you doing? What are you doing? You're going ahead and ascribing literally again a reason for something based on a reason given for something else. Or literally, literally translated, it means you're giving a reason for something that has a reason based or that doesn't have a reason based on something that does have a reason. Let me just tell you what Shmuel's question is, then we'll see it. We'll say here's what Shmuel's bothered by. Shmuel says, I'm sorry, here, here's what Rav Yosef is bothered by. Shmuel is trying to say the reason why a basula gets married on Wednesday is why, or the reason the Mishnah says a basula gets married on Wednesday is why, according to Shmuel, to teach me about support, right? This is Shmuel's idea. The, port, the point of the Mishnah over here is a basula gets married on Wednesday to teach me that if the year, the Erison anniversary falls out on a Sunday, he's not held financially accountable until when? Until Wednesday. Comes on to Yosef, what are you talking about? Our Mishnah tells us why we get married on a Wednesday. And it has nothing to do with support. What does it have to do with? Bezdin. So what's going on over here? To which the Gemara says, one second. Hi, Tanya. So the Gemara says, hi, Tanya. I'm sorry. Tali, Tanya. Bidalo, Tanya. You're going out and taking something that has a reason and using it ultimately to explain something that doesn't have a reason. Now the Gemara says, what does that mean? Hi, Tanya. Hi, Tanya. Which of these concepts is explained and which is not explained? Both of these concepts are saying, in other words, we're working with two concepts over here. Concept number one is the concept that's espoused in our Mishnah, that a basula gets married on a Wednesday, so that if there is a Tainas Basulim, her husband could go to Beisdin on Thursday. And also the next Mishnah, on, well, another Mishnah on Memchesam and Beis, also talks about a reason, namely, that Allah so you have one year to get married, and if you don't go ahead and finish Nisun within a year, you assume financial responsibility. So we have two concepts, both with their reasoning. 
Rather, here's the plan, Rabbi You're taking a statement on Memches and you're trying to read it into our Mishnah when our Mishnah itself has its own self-contained reasoning. In other words, the statement in our Mishnah has nothing to do with what occurs on Memches. The statement of our Mishnah is that a Basula gets married on a Wednesday, ultimately, again, because Basin is open on a Thursday morning. And if there's a Basulim claim, the husband could readily make it. That has nothing to do with what's discussed later on about the support obligation being triggered after a year. So if you're going to say something, here's what you have to say. Why is it that a Basula gets married on a Wednesday? Okay, so we'll say that's Talacho. That's Talacho. Why did Basula get married on a Wednesday? Because if there's some claim of Basulim, ultimately husband could go to the Bezdin Thursday morning. I think you must well, if that's the case, I will say Wednesday is not the only date for a marriage. What's also a good day to get married? Sunday. So I married on Sunday. on Sunday. Right? Then again on a Sunday, you'll go ahead, right? If there's a Tainas Basulim, Sunday night they consummate their marriage. If there is a if there's a Tainas Basulim, he'll go to Basin on Monday morning. Rabbi is incredible. Shaktu Chachamim al Takanas Binos Yisrael, Sheitarech Besuda Shloshi Yamim, Echa Bishabis, Besheni Bishabis, Ushlishi Bishabis, Uberevi Konsa. Rabbi say, listen to this. This is the Lashon of Shaktu. Shaktu means Chazal were concerned. They were concerned, right? That a Jewish woman should have a nice Chasna. Rabbi say, as we're going to see, the responsibility for preparing the Chasna actually fell upon the Chasna fell upon the groom, right? So they wanted the groom to have three days to go ahead and prepare for the chasana. So you're both say, what's the problem? If you're going ahead and getting married on Sunday, getting married on Sunday, what's going to end up happening, right? So the truth is you'll prepare whatever you can before Shabbos, right? And then you have Sunday. How much could you prepare in one day? In one day. So that's going to impact the quality of the food and the nature of the experience of the chasana, this is so beautiful. Chazan wanted a Jewish woman to have a beautiful chasana, so therefore they said what? Get married on a Wednesday, because if you have Wednesday, then you have Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, right? I should say, right? 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 So you have three days, you have three days to prepare, and then ultimately, again, the chasana is on Wednesday. So I will say, so I guess, there's a whole bunch of stuff flowing around over here. So here's what we have. So far, Abbasuli gets married on Wednesday. Why? 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 Bezdin's open Thursday morning. I, if that's the case, get married on a Sunday. No, you can't get married on a Sunday. Why not? Shaktu chachamim Chazal wanted a Jewish woman to have a nice wedding. You need a couple of days to prepare for a wedding. I'll say, by the way, it's incredible. People think they need weeks to prepare for a wedding. Apparently, Chazal said you need three days, right, to prepare for a wedding, right? Three days to prepare for a wedding. So therefore, I'll say, even though, therefore, even though according to our Mishnah, Sunday should work for a Chasana as well, there's another competing piece over here, which is we want chasanas to be nice and prepared for. You need three days. Fine. So that's why now we're getting married on Wednesday. Watch this. So the Achshav Sheshaninu Shakdu. So both say, listen to this. Now that we said Shakdu, so Shakdu is the short term Chazal wants a Jewish woman to have a nice wedding. So therefore they said, get married on a Wednesday, not on a Sunday. Osa Sheshaninu, that which we learned on Memches. I will say, remember again, that which we learned later on, that what? A man has a year, I should say, a woman has a year to prepare for marriage. If after a year comes and husband doesn't do nisuin, what's the halacha? What's the halacha? He has to support her. Now I will say, watch this. What happens if the year falls out on Shabbos? So mitoch she'in yochel bechab Shabbos. Sorry, if the day if the anniversary falls out, sorry, on Sunday mitoch she'in yochel lichnos eno ma'ale lemazonos. I will say therefore again aloch alamaisa. If the anniversary of the irisin falls out on a Sunday, since he can't get married on a Sunday, I will say why can't you get married on a Sunday? Why not? Shakdu, one word, one word answer, shakdu, right? Shakdu is what, again, is the term. Chazal want you to have at least three days to prepare for the chasana. So since you can't get married on a Sunday, therefore what? Eino ma'ale la mizonos. Halakha la 
the support obligation is not triggered there as well. So both sides. So now everything comes together in a beautiful, beautiful picture. So here we go. Here we go. So again, halacha number one. Basula gets married on a Wednesday. Why does Basula get married on a Wednesday? Basin's open Thursday morning. Ah, using that logic, why doesn't the woman get married on a, why not want you marry a Basula on a Sunday? Shaktu, right? Shaktu, good. So now, Bosei, now that I have this model, this is very important because now a third halacha. What's the third halacha? And I will say, by the way, we're going to have, I realize I didn't put out, we don't have Ksuvis notebooks. Okay, Merit Hashem, we'll get Ksuvis notebooks. So I will say it's Kedaita, just for the Chavra that's new and for the Chavra that's not new, to write down or to take notes somehow of these concepts. These are things you remember daft to daft. So I will say now, third concept comes along. What's the third concept that comes along? Halacha Lamaisa, woman has one year after Erisin to prepare herself. The uh, husband has an obligation to execute on Nisuin on the one-year anniversary of the Erisin. What happens if the one-year anniversary of the Erisin falls out on a Sunday? What's the halacha? No support obligation until when? Until Wednesday. Beautiful. We'll say now we just rounded it out. We'll say now we're going to take a little bit of a detour with a fasting halachic discussion. So we'll say, so, what, so again, kind of seizing on the concept that halacha saw. If the, if the anniversary of the Erisin falls out on a Sunday, even though now a year has elapsed, the support obligation is not triggered until Wednesday. Why? Because Chazal don't want Ruvain marrying Rachel on a Sunday. Okay, that's Chazal don't want it. So watch this. Lefichach. So now we have a con- Lefichach, therefore. Chalohu, Oshachal Sehi. Let's say Ruvain gets sick. So now it's the one-year anniversary, right? The one-year anniversary. I'm say, let's make it easy. So the one-year anniversary of Reuven and Rachel's Erisin, Mazel Tov, on the anniversary of your Erisin, is falling out on a Wednesday. Let's keep it easy. We'll say Reuven is sick. Reuven is sick, and he can't get married. Or, or, Shechal Sehi, right? She's sick. Rachel's sick. Oh, Shepir Sanida, or she becomes a Nida. And I both say, this is going to be very interesting, because you look at this and you say to yourself, Shepir Sanida, therefore what? What, a woman can't get married when she's a nida? So again, we're going to discuss that. We're going to discuss that. This is actually the source of an incredible machlokes rishonim about the concept of chupas nida. Does chupas nida work? Does it not work? Again, we're going to discuss. So don't worry about nida right now as much. Just for now, for our purposes, let's group nida together with holy, together with illness. Let's, let's just call it extenuating circumstance, right? So now what happens? The year elapses. He becomes sick. She becomes sick. She becomes either. What's mazonos. Therefore, what do you see from here? If there's an extenuating circumstance that prevents them, which prevents them from getting married, what's ta'alacha? What's ta'alacha? So the support obligation is not triggered. And I will say, where does the Gemara get that from? Where does the Gemara get that from? Because the Gemara assumes... Just like if the one-year anniversary falls out when, when, on a Sunday, the support obligation is not triggered. Why? Because Chazal don't want you getting married on a Sunday. So you see from here that halacha lemaisa, any time there's some external extenuating circumstance preventing you from getting married, halacha lemaisa, the support obligation is not triggered. So, okay, what's true for Atakanas Chazal will also be true for a personal ones. So now, Ruvain's sick, Rachel's sick, they can't get married, their support obligation should be deferred as well. To which the Gemara says, Others don't say this as a statement, but rather ask this as a question. Cholohu mahu. They will say, so what's Talacha? So some ask a question, not as a statement, the alternate version. The anniversary of the Erisin comes about and it falls out on a Wednesday, and now Ruvain is sick. Ruvain is sick, so he can't come to the chasana. So does he have an obligation to go out and support her? What's that lacha? Hasam. Shabbos say hasam means in the case where the one-year anniversary falls out on a Sunday, taimamai mishum do'anis. Shabbos say again, if the one-year anniversary of the Erisim falls out on a Sunday, again, Chazal don't want Ruvain getting married. So he's not going to get married. Bahacha, but Shabbos say in the case of the chola, hanami anis. It's also an ones. Secholi, Sunday, it's the same thing. They're both cases of extenuating circumstances which prevent the husband from executing on the Nisilin. And therefore, Allah said that should defer the support obligation to which the Gemara's old Dilma, Hasim Anis Pitakanta, Ditakinule Rabbanan, Hacha Lo. Or I will say, no. The case of Sunday, Chazal are standing in your way. Right? Chazal are telling you, we don't want you getting married on this day. Okay? I'm ready to get married. Chazal don't want me to get married. Fine. 
And we'll say over here in the case of Choli, what can we say to that? What can we say to the husband? Or to the right? Come on, put on your big boy pants, right? Let's go. Right? Just get, get to the chuppah, right? You're not feeling well, okay. Life is filled with moments you're not feeling well, right? Come on, get it together and let's go. Let's go. In other words, there's nothing standing in his way except him. Wow. What, what, a, what a profound yisod I was saying. See, there are different types of obstacles in life. Sometimes you encounter a takanas chazal. Sometimes you encounter a real obstacle. A real obstacle. There's something standing in your way. There's a barrier that's preventing you from moving forward. What do you do when there is a barrier, an, an absolute barrier from preventing you from moving forward? What do you do? You accept it, and then you pivot. You accept it, and then you pivot. There are other times where the barrier is holy. The barrier is illness. I will say, what do you do when the barrier, the illness represents a self-imposed barrier? What do you do when there's a self-imposed barrier? Move through it. Power through it. Figure it out. So I will say, that's, that's the question of the Gemara. So we're, we're, in other words, do you assume that every onus and every extenuating circumstance is the same? Or no? There's a between when Chazal say no and when you're not feeling well. When Chazal say no, that's an active barrier, right? Therefore, no support obligation. When you're not feeling well, maybe, maybe the din is feel better. But feel better. Sometimes the answer is, if you're not feeling well, feel better. To which the Gemara goes later. If you want to say that, if he's the one who is ill, if he's the one who is ill, then what? He's obligated to go ahead and provide. In other words, if the ones is him, if the ones is him, then he has to provide her mazonos. Maybe then, what happens if she becomes sick? Rachel becomes ill. So what's the halacha? So could Ruben say to her, look, I'm here. I'm here. Right? I'm ready to get married. I'm ready to get married. If, if you're not going to get married, that's fine. I'm happy to respect your decision right now. But I'm not supporting you. Mom is just sweetheart. Sweetheart, right? So I'll say, so this is a keeper. Right? So, so again, I'm, I'm not supporting you. Odoma, Matsya Amrele, Nistapcha Sadehu. Or I'll both say, this is incredible, right? You can see this conversation happening with a couple, right? She could say to him, it's your mazel, it's your mazel that I'm sick, right? I'm your wife, we already had Arison. Nistap Chasadeh literally means your field has become flooded, which means what happens to me is a reflection of your mazel. Look at Rashi. Nistap Chasadeh, last Rashi on the daf. Mlashon Matar Sochif, Nishtifa Sadcha. Your field has become flooded. I don't know what happens when your field becomes flooded, becomes ruined. Kilomar, mazalcha garam, ki mehayom ani mutelas alecha lazan. I'm say this is such a great line. What does the wife say to, the, to, her, to her husband? Right? It's your mazal that I'm sick. It's your mazal that I'm sick. It's not me, right? It's your mazal that caused this. So in other words, what she's really saying is right now, I'm your problem. Right? So be, because I'm your problem, I'm your, in other words, the year has gone by. So the Maisa now is your mazel, therefore you're obligated to support me. And if ultimately again, and if ultimately again, she's able to say, your field has become flooded. In other words, if she says, if I become sick, it's your mazel. What happens if she becomes a nida? And I will say, the Gemara is working under the assumption that you can't affect Nisuin with a woman who is a nida. So what's the halacha? So bishas vestaloti ba'ilacha. So we'll say, if she has what we call a veses kavua, a regular cycle, so she's becoming a nida at a regular appointed time, loti ba'ilacha. Ultimately, again, it's not a kasha. It's not a kasha. Yanki, it's 627. 627, I got that one face. Not bad, not bad, right? So the Gemara says, delo matzia I would say, obviously, again, again, if what? If at the end of the day, it's a regularly anticipated cycle, then that's her body working in the regular way. You can't go ahead and claim, you can't go ahead and claim this, your field has become flooded. So the Gemara says, So where does the machlok is? Where could the issue come up? Let's say she becomes a nida at an irregular time. At an irregular time. So the Gemara says, Mine. So could she say that since she's becoming a nida at an irregular time, it's your mazel, she says to her husband, it's your mazel that's caused this. Oh, your field has become flooded. Oh, Dilma, do we say that? No. That since there are women who have irregular cycles, in other words, they will say, 
it is regular to be irregular. In other words, it's common that a woman has an erratic cycle, an irregular cycle. Kishas Vesta dummy. In other words, that's considered to be a normal occurrence. And she can't claim, she can't claim Mistap Chasadeu. So I will say, see here what the, the Shaila is over here? The Shaila is over in all of these cases. So here's what I know. I will say, it's always good to kind of operate. What do we know? What do we know? What I know is that if the one year anniversary of their Erison falls out on a Sunday, what's the halacha? What's the halacha? Right? There is no financial obligation that is triggered. It's pushed off until when? Till Wednesday. That's the why? Because there's a takhanas chazal that is preventing Ruvain and Rafa from getting married. What's interesting now is, can we take that concept and apply it to any other extenuating circumstance that prevents the marriage from occurring. So do we say that whenever there's a roadblock, an extenuating circumstance that prevents Reuben and Rachel from getting married, that defers the financial obligation as well? So again, examples of roadblocks, he gets sick, she gets sick, she becomes an either, but then you get into details. Regular cycle, irregular cycle. So that's the fundamental shayla. Can I take the concept of Yom Rishon, and apply it to these other cases where there are extenuating circumstances preventing the couple from getting married, and say, just like if it falls out on a Sunday, ultimately, again, the financial obligation is deferred until Wednesday, so to any time there is an extenuating circumstance preventing Ruben and Rachel from getting married, that defers the financial obligation until couple is able to marry. So what's the answer? To which the Gemara says, most I'll just mention, it's interesting to note that that right, the wife says, when she says she gets ill or she becomes an ida, nistapcha sadehu. So I'll say, your field has become ruined. So she's referring to herself as a field. And she's giving the metaphor as a field. I will say, it's very interesting to think about the field as a, as a metaphor for marriage. Because I will say, what's the chap of the field? What's the chap of the field? The amount of effort you put in to taking care of that field is going to determine the output of that field. And I will say, what an incredible metaphor for marriage. See, the problem is often when it comes to shalom bias, a spouse, people are looking to see what the other is going to do. What's the other is going to do? We'd have shalom bias, we'd have a good marriage if you would only do this, this, and that. That might be true. But Lamaisa, the first question a person, a husband has to ask himself is, what am I doing to take care of the field? What am I doing to take care of the field? Because if the field is overgrown, right? And if the field is neglected and the field doesn't get enough attention and the field is not watered and ultimately the field is not cared for, then Lamaisa, the field produces nothing but negativity. But if a husband, if a wife are willing to invest, are willing to, to plow, to farm, to water, to take care of the field, then ultimately the field of marriage could produce the most beautiful peros. So the Gemara says, Pashat Rav Achai. So Rav Achai comes along and he says like this. He wants to answer the kasha. What's the kasha? He gives man velonisu ochlos mishlova ochlos petruma. So what's is very interesting. So what does what did we say? What did what did we, so what did I say before? Bless you. He gives man velonisu. If the time came velonisu. So we'll see the diak in this. What, what's talacha? So a year goes by after erusin and they did not do nisuin. What's talacha? Talacha is that that triggers the support obligation. So the gemara says interesting. Lo nasu lo katani, ela lo nisu. So they both say, here's what's interesting. Lo nasu is masculine. So if, see, see the, way, the way like you naturally read this particular statement is, they had Arison. If a year goes by and husband doesn't marry the wife, because they both say, remember, again, generally marriage is husband-driven. So if the year goes by and husband doesn't marry the wife, he's, he has a support obligation. The Ravacha comes along and says, it doesn't say lo nasu. It's not masculine. It's lo nisu. And Rashi points out over here, ela lo nisu. Hein lebailim tala kava benashim. Rabbi say nisu also means feminine. Also means feminine. So Rabbi say the way to read this brayser, therefore, the way to read this mission, excuse me, is if the year goes by, and also she doesn't marry him, ultimately again the support obligation is triggered. So the Gemara says, what's the case of she not marrying him? So the Gemara says, What's the case? Now, if the wife is coming along and saying, I don't want to get married, right? So in other words, if a year goes by and she says, I'm not ready yet. So we'll say, if she's claiming she's not ready yet, then what? Then what? Why should the husband have a support obligation? Ella, what's the case? Ella, love, de isnis ki hai gavna. 
Rather, it must be, Rabbi said, the case of Lo Nisu, where she did not marry him, but yet there's still a support obligation that's triggered as where? In a case of Ones. Rabbi said, what's the case of Ones? She gets ill. She gets sick. She gets sick, right? So a year goes by, a year goes by, husband is ready to go ahead and marry her. What happens? She ultimately is sick and therefore she can't get married. What's the halacha? The Mishnah says, Vekatani, Ochlos Mishalova, Ochlos Betruma. So Ravachai says, you see from here that halacha lamaisa, if there is an ones that is triggered by her inability to get married, the support obligation still kicks in. Still kicks in. Right? Again, if a year goes by after Erosin, ultimately again, and they did not marry, she is supported. So I will say, you see something very interesting. So according to Rav Anchai, what the Mishnah is going to teach me is like this. While it is true that if the year falls out on a Sunday, right, ultimately again, Takanas Chazal prevents you from getting married on a Sunday, and therefore support obligation is not triggered until when? Until when? Until Wednesday. But if the year anniversary comes, let's say the year anniversary falls out on a Wednesday, but she's sick, she's sick, she can't get married, the support obligation is triggered. You see from here that if she has an ones, if she has an extenuating circumstance, which prevents her from getting married, support obligation still kicks in. Amr Vashi says no. No, 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 no. I would tell you, call on salo achla, in reality, any ones. They both say the only time, right? Any ones, any ones, She's not going to get support, right? So in other words, I will say, if Allah says she's sick, the year goes by, she's sick. Ultimately, again, there is no support obligation that's triggered. I the akvi inhu. So I will say, what's the case? The case is where a year goes by. So I will say, so again, according to Ravash, Ravash is coming and arguing. Ravash is saying that if the year goes by, he's ready to get married, and she says, I'm sick. He says, okay, I'm happy to wait for you, but there's no support obligation because you're the one preventing us from getting married. So said comes on Ravashi. So I will say, so ultimately again, so when is there a support obligation triggered even in a case of Ones? When? When he gets sick. Or he has an Ones. He has an Ones. Watch this. It's really should have said Lo Nasu, right? Which means the masculine as well. It really should have said Lo Nasu. But I will say, since the first Mishnah was quoted in the feminine, so too we use the feminine form of Nisu as well, but don't be medayik in that. So I will say, fundamental machlokes, Rav Ashi and Rav Achai. When there is an ones, ultimately again on the part of the woman, does that trigger, does that trigger a support obligation? Rav Achai says, yes, yes, if there's an ones, she still gets support. Rav Ashi says, no. But I'm also what everyone seems to agree with is what? That if the ones is mitzad, the husband, right? If the husband has an extenuating circumstance which prevents him from getting married, what's the halacha? The support obligation is triggered. And I'm say, how do we paskin? Because this is incredibly important. How do we paskin halacha? I'm about to say, again, here's what we have so far. So let's go through what we've got. We've got number one, Basula gets married on a Wednesday. Why? Why? Bezdin, right? We also know Basula doesn't get married on Sunday. Why? Shaktu, right? Now I will say the question is, what about onsin? What happens if an oni situation arises which prevents the couple from getting married? Is the support, I'm sorry, one more Allah, we also know that after a sin, a woman is given one year to ready herself for marriage. If after the year comes and they don't get married, husband has a financial obligation to support her. She even needs truma. The shayla is, what happens if the year goes by, they don't get married because of an ones? His ones her ones, what does or what doesn't trigger the financial obligation. So Rabbi say, here's the halacha. In Hilchos Ishus Perek Yud, halacha yutes in the Rambam. Higiyaz mach nasnu leish velo nasa, nischeb mzono se apapish lokanos. Rabbi say, if the year lapses, the year lapses, and husband did not yet marry the wife because of his ones, ultimately again, he is chayek to support her. So Rabbi say, so again, now the case over here is, uh, so, right, velo nasa, shouldn't say, shouldn't say ones. Year goes by, he did right, he didn't marry her, he's to support her. Again, if the year falls out on a Friday, sorry, on a Sunday or on a Friday, ultimately, again, he has no, we defer the support obligation. Now watch this. So I will say, the Rabban Paskins, the presence of any ones, any ones, his ones, her ones, 
ultimately, again, defers the support obligation. That's how the Ramam Haskins, any ones, defers the support obligation. Beautiful. Let's go right there. Says the Gemara says, this is great. So, Yomar Wow. Here we go, Rabbi Here we go. Say, here's what's interesting. We just got speaking, we were just speaking about the idea that and we just saw in the Rambam, that if there is an ones, right, an ones situation, ultimately ones defers, ones defers the financial obligation of the husband towards the wife. Comes along Rava, and Rava says, by Gitten, it's not the case. Meaning what? They both say there is no claim of extenuating circumstances. When it comes to a get. So what's the case? Well, so here we go. No, no claim of own sin by a get. Where does Rabbi know this? That ain't, or we'll say, and this is the phrase, ain't ones begin. You can't claim extenuating circumstances when it comes to a get. What's the case? So we'll say, here we go. This If a man gives his wife a get, he's going away, right? He's leaving. He goes away and he says, this is your get. This is your get. If I don't return within 12 months. And we'll say, what happens? And he dies. He dies within the 12 months. What's that? Huh? Ain't no get. It's not a get. Then I will say, the reason it's why, why isn't it a get? Why isn't it a get? Because he's dead. Right? Again, remember, which will, you, you cannot deliver a posthumous get. Right? You can't go ahead and do that. So if he died within the 12 months, it's not a get. To which the Gemara says, Mesu de eno get. And I will say, interesting enough, if, it's, if he's dead, if he's dead, it's not a get. Ha chala. I will say, watch this. What happens if a man gives his wife a get and he says, listen, this is your get if I don't return within 12 months? And what happens, I will say, he gets sick and he's bed bound. And he's bed bound, right? And as a result, he can't make it back. What, do you, what can you infer from this Gemara? What can you infer from the Mishnah? The Mishnah, right? The Gemara says, Mesu de eno get. Mesu de eno get. But I will say, ultimately, again, if he was sick and unable to come back, and able to go, what would happen? The get would still be chal. And I will say, what do you see from there? What do you see from there? Ain ones begitten. The husband could claim, what do you mean I'm sick? I'm sick. What do you want from me? I would come back. I'd love to come back. I want to come back. I'm bed bound. You see from here that what? That Allah said, the taina of ones doesn't matter. We say it in Ruben, you back, you're not back. You're back, you're not back, right? I, I got it. I got the whole Torah. You've got uh, whatever strain you have, right? I understand. You can't come back. You can't do this. You can't do that. Fine. Lemaisa, you're not back. The fact that you're not back ultimately triggers the get. See, see from here, says Rava, ain't ones begin. You can't claim extenuating circumstances by gin. See, one second. I don't know. Maybe you could infer it differently. Maybe the truth is even if he got sick, and that's the reason he didn't come back within 12 months, maybe also... It's not a get. Maybe he can claim own sin. To which the Gemara says, And we will say the point of the Mishnah, the real point of the Mishnah is that Allah, you can't give a posthumous get. Right? That's the point. We're not really, in other words, don't infer anything from here about own sin. See, I will say, see, Allah, really the focus is just that case. Reuven gives Rachel a get. So if I don't come back within 12 months, ultimately, again, you're divorced. Here's your get. What happens? He dies. He dies month number six. What's the point of the Mishnah? What's the point of the Mishnah? She's an Amana. She's not the Grusha. Right? There's no get Ahramisa. That's the point. And don't infer anything else. To which the Gemara said, to which the Gemara said, We already learned that concept of in get Ahramisa. Where did we learn it from? I will say this is incredible. Boss, we're going to learn this explicitly. If a man says to his woman, to, to his woman, to his wife, right, this is your get when I die from this illness, right? Or this is your get after I die. Now, boss, say, by the way, this is a perfect thing. You think to yourself, I don't understand. She's going to be an amana anyway, right? They will say, remember again, why would a man be doing this? Yibum. Yibum, right? He does not want her to have to deal with the yavam. So he's trying to do a nice thing. After I, I love you, I don't want to be divorced from you. So this is your get after I die. What's the halacha? I will say in all these cases, at the end of the day, it doesn't work. I will say, why doesn't it work? Because there's no such thing as a, post, as a post-death get. Now, now we'll discuss ways to structure this, but there's no such thing. So I will say, so again, we already learned that halacha explicitly. 
To which the Gemara says, Dilma, Dilma la fogi mid Rabbasenu. The San Yuv Rabbasenu hitiru linase. Maybe this has come to exclude the position ultimately again of the Rabbanon, because the Rabbanon said that halacha la you're permitted to go ahead and get remarried with such a get. Rabbasenu, take a look at Rashi. Rashi says over here, hitiru linase, below chalitza, lahahi de imlo basi. Rabbasenu, listen to this, it's fascinating. The, the Chazal, the, the Rabbanon said in a case where Reuben gives Rachel a get. And he says to her, this is your get if I don't come back within 12 months. And he dies. And he dies. So we said before, ultimately it's not a get. She's a widow. She's not an agrusha. The Rabbanon say, such a get is actually a valid get. How so? Ultimately, again, this was the same based in that permitted the use of the olive of olive oil of idolaters. Rebosai, there was originally again a halakha that said you can't use the oil, the shemen zayis, right? The olive oil of, of a nachri, of an akum, and they dialed that back. We'll get into that why that is. So we'll say, so why would the Rabbanon allow this get to be used? Ultimately, again, because they hold the Krabiosi, Rebosai is fascinating. The Krabiosi, that ultimately the date in the get shows you what his intention is. Rebosai, listen to this. Fascinating. When Reuben goes away, he goes overseas, he, gives, right, he says to his wife, if I don't come back within 12 months, ultimately, again, this is your get. Rebosai dates the get. When you date the get, what's Reuben's kavana? Now, we'll see, Zman, you always have to date a get, but the Gemara says, what's the, what's the kavana with the Zman? The kavana is a retroactivity clause. That's what he's doing. What he's saying is, if I don't come back after 12 months, this get is chal as of when? As of when? as of the date in the get. Rabbi say, based on that, based on that, halacha lamaisa, even if Ruvain dies sometime during the 12 months, if he doesn't come back after 12 months, Rabbi say, what's the halacha? The get is retroactively chal from the date that is in the get. And this is not considered to be what? A posthumous get. It's not a get la'achar misa. It's a get that's retroactively chal from the time that he left town. So Rabbi say, we'll stop over for a table, but it doesn't say what we're stopping in the middle of. We're stopping in the middle like this. So Rabbi say, we totally transitioned. We started with marriage, we ended with divorce, started with Slanises, and now we're up to Gittin. So Rabbi say, here's what's happening over here. Rabbi said, Rabbi said, when it comes to the support obligation, you could make a claim of ones. That works. We saw the Raman Paskins that way. That halacha lemaisa, if there is an ones which is preventing you from getting married, halacha lemaisa, that defers the support obligation. Rava comes along and says that might be true by support obligation. It's not true by get. There is no claim of onsen by a get. Ain't what we call ain ones begin. So if you don't fulfill a tenayin get because of an onus in extenuating circumstance, we don't care about that. We throw out such a claim like that. We thought that we had the source of Rava's statement. We don't yet have it. And in tomorrow's daf, we'll see where Rava gets this concept of onus begin. Rabbi Osai, mazel tov on the haschala of Masachas Ksubis. Shkoyach.